Are you going through something right now? Maybe life is a little overwhelming and you just don't see how things are going to work out. Maybe you're awaiting the results of a test and are fearful of what those results might bring. Maybe it's something you've been going through for a while now with no end in sight. My name is Keegan Peck, and this is The Odyssey Home. I used to think that as I got older, my fears would subside, but it hasn't happened yet. If anything, I've noticed that there's a difference in my fear the older I become. In some ways, I think I have grown more fearful as an adult. Have you found that you had certain fears as a child that maybe you outgrew because you decided that most of them were irrational, but maybe you have even more to fear the older you get. You start realizing that so many bad things could happen to your loved ones. So many bad things could happen to you. You or your loved ones could get sick, lose a job, or die. The list is endless, with terrible possibilities. There is so much to fear. If you were to name some passages in the Bible that are directed at strengthening and encouraging us in times of fear and trial, I'm betting one of the first would be Psalm 23. I'll bet you can quote these words. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. But when's the last time you read this passage in its entirety? The Lord is my shepherd, I will not be in need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Certainly, goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life. And my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. 
this whole psalm is using the metaphor of a sheep and a shepherd. God is the shepherd leading the sheep. But if that's the case, and God is leading, then how does the sheep end up in the valley of the shadow of death? Maybe the sheep wandered away, but that doesn't seem to be what's indicated here, due to the fact that he doesn't fear walking through the valley. It seems to indicate that the shepherd led the sheep into it and through it. But why would he do that? And if the shepherd is a metaphor for God, then is that saying that God intentionally leads us into valleys? And what are in those valleys? Fear? Discomfort? Terrible things? But could there also be growth? Could there be a deeper faith waiting on the other side? Could there be a reason for a shepherd to lead his sheep through the valley? Maybe it's the only way to get to a green pasture. A pasture full of wonderful things, but things that can only be reached once a trial has taught us something or has molded our vision and faith. There's a quote I heard one time that went like this. Fear does not stop death. It stops life. And worry does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. And that really hits home, doesn't it? And maybe the reason it rings so true is because it's similar to something Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for about your body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow, nor reap, nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to his life's span? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat, or what are we to drink, or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own.
Now it would have been all well and good if Jesus had told us not to worry and stop there, though it wouldn't have been very helpful. But thankfully, he went further. He told us where to look for reasons not to worry. From the flowers to the birds, we can see the extent to which God goes to take care of his creation. And even though he goes to that extent for the smallest animal or plant, we are more valuable than they. He sent his son for us. And that's pretty powerful. And not only powerful, but comforting. If he did that, then there is nothing he wouldn't do for us if he knew we needed it. Which also means there is nothing he wouldn't do for us if he knew we needed it. God will provide what we need, but sometimes what we need is not what we want. And that's when things get more complicated for us, isn't it? Because we ask for things to work out the way we want. We ask for circumstances to work out how we see fit. We ask for that job to work out. We ask for healing of a friend or family member. We ask for that negative test result at the next doctor's appointment. But we know that's not always how it works out. And that's a dangerous time if our faith is weak. It's even a dangerous time when our faith is strong. It's during those times when Satan attacks us and whispers in our ear, God has forgotten about you. God doesn't care about you. God isn't there. He didn't answer your prayers. He allowed you to go through this. He's abandoned you. But maybe this goes back to Psalm 23. Maybe our shepherd is leading us through a valley to get to something better. To a beautiful pasture. Even if that pasture isn't in this life. Though we know God has heaven waiting for us, we have a tendency to become more focused on this life. We often think more in terms of our health and strength in this life than we do of our eternal health and strength. But what about those times when it involves a family member or a dear friend, when it seems that life isn't fair, when it seems that God isn't fair? That's when doubt comes and fear raises its ugly head. When we forget who is in control. When we forget that He cares for us and wants the best for us, no matter what that might entail. Fear, when it comes down to it, is really a lack of control, isn't it? Aren't we afraid of things we can't control? We never really fear things over which we have control. Or at least, 
over things which we believe we have control. But there are so many things that we can't control. And when we really think about it, what can we control? Not much at all. We're always one bad day away from everything falling apart, aren't we? We can work hard all our lives, save for retirement, pay off our house, whatever. But in one day, the stock market could crash and we could lose everything. We could make a mistake on the road and get into an accident that results in death. Life is such a fragile thing. And it really is scary when you think about it like that. And that can rob us of our peace and make us fearful of our own shadows. But thankfully, we know someone who is in control. And he loves you very much. And if he loved you enough to give his son, then what really do you have to fear? I want to continue with our topic next time. But for today, I want to leave you with this. No matter what you're going through, remember that God was willing to do anything to save you. There is nothing He held back. He gave everything for you. And He will always be there to guide you and lead you through any valley so that you can come through on the other side. This episode was written and produced by me, Keegan Peck, with theme music by Amy Ferris, and additional music by selections from Epidemic Sound. For more information, please visit the show's website at theodysseyhome.com. That's the Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, home.com. There you can find more information about the podcast and a way to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Watch for future episodes released every two weeks. See you next time, and thanks for listening.